0: Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock Podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to continue to talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That ministry is the key to your successful tenure while you're on this planet the ministry of the Holy Spirit is key to a successful tenure on this planet uh, concerning your assignment concerning living the life of a son it's impossible to fulfill that role Without the ministry of the Holy Spirit and So we want to talk about his person And his the dynamic role he plays in our lives And when a person is living a life full of the Spirit It's going to be a life of distinction It's impossible for it not to be a life of distinction And um, the church has to come up and, and uh, pursue a relationship with the Holy Spirit and let him fulfill his assignment in our lives. Amen. And 1 um, Corinthians, I know I said 1 Corinthians chapter 2, but let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 because uh, I'm going to give you the main key for the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, um, and after looking at this for, for years, uh, we are not seeing a church that is um, in full flow with the Holy Spirit. Um, and, um, and you say, how can you say something like that? Because I don't see the power that is supposed to be resident in the church. And the believer's life should be distinct and it should stand out. Because the Holy Spirit's, his, the work, his work and his manifestations in the life of the believer will separate you. And that's why Jesus called us the light of the world and the salt of the earth. It will separate you and make you distinct in whatever you do. Amen. It's, it's going to make your home distinct. Amen. Your, home gonna be, your home will be distinct in your neighborhood. Amen. Everybody will know something different about that address. Right. Amen, not weird either. Right. <laughs> Not the 911 is always in front of your house. <laughs> it's going to make your house distinct in a way that people are going to value, place value on the way you live. Mm-hmm. There will be distinction in your marriage union, mm-hmm. there will be distinction in your children, mm-hmm. there will be distinction in your occupation. There will be distinction among your peers in your occupation. There will be distinction in your business when the Holy Spirit is fully operating in a person's life. There will be distinction uh, in a church. There will be distinction in the offices in that church when the Holy Spirit is fully operating. We have not seen a church in full throttle with the Holy Spirit. I believe, since the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a church. Okay. And then I would say probably even in Azusa Street, they were just getting baptized with the Holy Ghost and speaking in to other tongues. They had signs and wonders and miracles. That was probably, that was probably one of, of the latest, the most distinct manifestation that marked the earth. That is, a, that is a work of the Spirit and the operation of God and we can say an administration of Jesus it marked the whole planet. Yeah. Interesting, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and they said that there is uh, some conflict between traditional churches and quote unquote charismatic churches. And um, you know, and I just had to tell him I had the privilege of being in both of them, and um, I, I never. Uh, I never tried to identify it as a conflict. I just saw one offering something, the other one wasn't offering. And I'm always going to the highest level. So I transition. I transition, and I'm always moving to power because it takes power to live this life. It takes power to live this life. It takes faith to live this life. And he went on and told me, this man went on and told me that he was married for 35 years and his wife passed away. And because of that, he was no longer going to church because he couldn't understand how God let that happen uh, to in his family. And I went on and told him, in so many words, you don't get manifestations from God without faith. And everybody can believe when the sun is shining. When pressure comes, that's when we find out if you have faith. That's when we find out if, we have, if you have faith. When Jesus told the disciples to launch out and go to the other side, everybody on the boat looked like they had faith. Then the storm came. Everybody screaming and hollering and crying. And one case, they said, Lord, you, you, you know, are you going to let us perish? Are you here to just watch us perish? Well, people, their attitude toward the Lord really comes out when pressure comes. And the, uh, the ultimate is, if you don't have faith, and God has told us in the word, without faith it's impossible to please him. Why? Because his best cannot manifest. And Hillary B. Yeoman said it best, in the execution of God's plan for redemption, he has bound himself that he is going to use man's faith to carry that out, which means redemption cannot manifest without a person's faith. And the Holy Ghost comes to help us with our faith. And so we need to live a lifestyle that allows him in our life to develop us to the highest level of our potential. Amen. And what is your potential? Conform to the image of his son. Amen. That is your highest potential is to be like Jesus. That is the highest potential. So over here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he tells us how we achieve that basically in one Verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1. He says, follow after charity. We spent a couple of Wednesday nights ago. We talked about the importance of walking in love. Importance of walking in love. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of love. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, we might look at that verse, that God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Fear is letting me know that the... Um, the life of the Holy Spirit is not dominant in me because the Bible said perfect love cast out fear." amen perfect love cast out I'm not afraid of this age I'm not afraid of what's going on in this age I'm not intimidated by it because I know the covenant and the position and the standing I have with God as my heavenly father so I'm not intimidated by what's going on in today's economy, and what what's com- coming on the earth, whether it's plagues or whatever, wars and rumors of wars. I ain't got time to watch the news. I just don't, because I'm not of that kingdom. That ki- that news is de- is is depicting manifestations of the kingdom of this world. What the church needs to understand is what is in the kingdom of heaven. And what is in the kingdom of God? We should be learning our kingdom, Amen. not spending time sucking up on theirs. Right. Amen. Amen. And so uh, when he says this, he says, I've not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, and that's dunamis power, that's miraculous power, that's power for virtue, which means that's power for good character. Amen. He's telling us, his follow after good character. New Testament believers ought to be practicing good character. Wherever they are, they ought to be depicting the character of God and the character of the Holy Spirit. So if I'm pursuing charity, I'm pursuing good character. Amen. The spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. People shouldn't act like they got the Holy Ghost and then go out and make poor decisions, poor character decisions during the week, and then act spiritual on Sunday morning. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about weird Christianity in terms of saying I got the Holy Ghost and acting spiritual in services and carnal all week long and involved in all kinds of immoralities all week long and then praying in tongues on Sunday morning. We're not talking about that. That's not a sound mind, and that's not the spirit God has given us if we're living like that. So we're talking about here, he says, I want you to follow after charity and desire, somebody say desire, Desire. the spiritual. That I have to have a desire for spiritual things, amen. If I'm going to be a person that is living filled with the Spirit of God, then I have to be a person that's desiring spiritual things. That I move to spiritual things before I move to natural things. That when you measure my life, you don't see a desire for natural only and no desire for spiritual things. When it's time to be in the Word that's spiritual, I don't have time for that. When it's time to be in the assembly, I don't have time for that. I can make time to go everywhere else, but I don't make time to be in a spiritual assembly getting a word. Amen. Paul said, I'm going to have to impart some spiritual gifts to you so you can finish. And the only way I'm there to get those things is I desire. I have to desire the word. I have to desire a prayer life. I have to have a desire. Amen. For corporate assembly I have to have a desire for the assignment on my life I have to have the desire to pray in the spirit and fellowship with him I have to have a desire for spiritual things when a person when you see a person is going after other things in life they don't have time for spiritual things they don't have time for the corporate assembly they don't have time to do the assignment that God has given them that's a person that's not gonna flow in the Holy Ghost Let me just go ahead and say it like that. Because here, right here, is that he's telling me that I need to have a desire. Why? Because the Holy Spirit desires me. The Holy Spirit has a desire to be in my life. He tells us that in the book of James. He said, you know not that the Holy Spirit lusted the envy after you? That his assignment is us. That's what the Bible tells us in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, 15, and 16, that the Holy Spirit's design, his assignment is us. And the Bible says he has to dwell with us forever. Amen. Praise God. That his life is with us forever. Now, I can't see him with the natural eye, but the Bible tells me what his assignment is in this dispensation. Amen. And, and then if, if I understand what the Word is telling me, then he's with me. He's trying to give me revelation. He's trying to show me how to get victory in every area of my life. If I'm married, he's trying to show me how to live in my marriage. If I have children, he's trying to show me how to raise them. If I'm dealing with finances, he's telling me he's trying to show me how to live with abundance. He's trying to cause me to be the light in this earth and the salt of the earth. He's trying to show me how to live a life that will cause other people to come to Christ. Amen. Praise God. That's what he's trying to do. But in order for him to be successful, I have to desire him because he desires me. Amen. Amen. Let's look over here in James. Let's look at that verse of scripture. And and the Holy Spirit is after you. That's what the Bible says in the book of James. Let's go over here and look. It says he's after you. He wants to be in your presence. Amen. And that's over in James chapter 4. And verse 5, the truth is, the Holy Spirit is after me. All right. Come on now, he's after me. We don't get up in the morning and act like the Holy Ghost is after us, but he is. <laughs> he said, I got something to show you today. I got some deep waters to take you in. I got some deep things to share with you about you. The church is going to have to desire the Holy Spirit because he desires us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm thinking about in the book of Genesis in chapter 3, when God came to Cain, and said that, that, that Satan is desiring you. Mm-hmm. He's desiring your life. Yeah. He's desiring to sift your life. Yeah. And you're going to have to make good choices right now because he's after you. Everything that comes in your life ain't God. Right. Right. Amen. Every, every invitation in your life is not a God invitation. And it's my job to make the right choices. Amen. Praise God. God will not take away the power of choice from me. He will not make my choices for me. I'm here tonight because I want to be here. I'm not here because I'm the pastor because I want to be here. Amen. Praise God. And your spirit wants to be here. If you're born again, your spirit wants the Holy Ghost too. If you're born again, your spirit wants the word. If you're born again, your spirit wants to commune with God. The biggest war in people is the war between their spirit and their soul. That's what the book of Galatians is telling us. He said the war is going on in people's spirit and their soul. Because when you're born again, your spirit is created in the image and likeness of God. And they didn't want to do the godly things. But most people have to make a transition within themselves to bring their spirit into ascendancy over their soul. So their decisions are spiritual decisions first so there's some growth that has to take place in a person you know john the john the baptist said jesus has got to increase and i got to decrease and what he's doing has got to come to the forefront amen And, and what i got to do is got to come to a lower level well that has to happen in every person their spirit has to come into ascendancy and that person's soul has to come subjected to their spirit and when that happens, a person will start making spiritual choices. And so we have that's a growth that has to take place. But we have to make this change. And listen, God gonna have some people to do this. Because this thing gonna get wrapped up and it ain't gonna get wrapped up with a church that's casual toward God. What you got right now is a casual church, or you got people with a zeal but not according to knowledge. Amen. We wanna have the zeal, but we wanna have the knowledge too and the Word is giving us knowledge, and the knowledge is giving us tonight, I need to be desiring spiritual things. I need to be moving toward spiritual things. I need to be moving toward the Word. I need to be moving toward corporal sin. I love Dr. Jacobs, he would always have word, have week-long, uh, week-long meetings with us, and he would tell us to take off. Take off on your job, because we got a conference coming up, and you need to be at all the meetings. Boy, he used to get hot if people didn't come. <laughs> he used to get he used to get a whole up and I would go there for some reason doctor' Dufresne to be there. And somebody's going to a softball game. I mean I'm at the hotel, I'm at the hotel and somebody's going to a softball game and the prophets in town. Now, you're desiring natural things when you're going to a ball game versus spiritual and then when trouble hits <laughs> then when the trouble hits, they got to go find their Bible to try to get in faith and get victory. And most of them fail. And then they try to say, this don't work. No, it works. You just didn't work what was working. You got to work with this. You got to work with this spiritual realm. And we are spiritual first. The spirit realm is our realm first. That's what the Bible teaches in Romans chapter 8. The spirit realm is our realm first, but it's not in most believers. The natural realm is first. I'm talking about in the best of them. I'm preaching real good right now. You know, I'm preaching real good right now because he prays God. Because if it wasn't, people be operating in the gifts of the spirit They'd be operating the gifts of spirit. They'd have more joy they have than they're having. They'd have more victory in their life than they're having if that realm was first. All of us got to do something to go down. All of us going to have to make some adjustments. Yes. Amen. For what I'm called to preach, amen. Yes. Pastor Cowan told me, he said, Pastor Rogan, for what we preach, is going to take more faith than people are currently admitted. And we're not talking about people that's not pursuing the supernatural. I'm not charismatic. I'm a child of God. I'm not a traditional church person. I am a child of the most high God. Amen. Amen. And I'm born in, I'm I'm spirit born and I'm in the image and likeness of God and the spirit realm is my first realm. My spirit realm is my first realm. That's why he gave me the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That's what we talked about. He's not going to give you no natural keys to the earth. You're not going to get the key to the city of Nashville from God. Now, may I might hand it to you one day, a big old key, a big old uh, styrofoam key, shiny key, but God has given you real keys to the rim of heaven, which means my real life is spiritual. Amen. Amen. And I have to acknowledge my real life is spiritual if I'm going to have a relationship with the Holy Ghost because he ain't going to play natural realm with me. He's going to play supernatural realm with me amen and it's not a game he's serious about it because they there's a plan to take the gospel in all the world so the end can come so we can get rid of this age but it's going to take a spiritual church to do it and god is going to have one because he said he is he's going to have one and i'm just i'm i'm endeavoring to be that what he desires and you have to press. Paul said, you gotta press to do this. You gotta make your flesh do some things it don't wanna do. You gotta make your flesh pray when it don't wanna pray. You gotta make your flesh, no, we're not gonna do that. No, we're not gonna enter into that. You gotta do some things with your flesh, because the book of Romans says you gotta mortify some things. De- some people don't wanna do that. This is a church we gonna preach, mortifying some flesh and people, and that may be uncomfortable. I don't care who get mad. Because I ain't trying to finish second, I'm finishing first. I am not trying to finish as a second class Christian. I'm not trying to ride in coach with Jesus. I want to be up in the first class section. You live better up in first class. You get meals that they don't get back there. When you eat steak, they eat peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. When you get a soft gray drink, you get the whole can. Not sharing it with four or five different flight people. <laughs> It's a difference when you go first class with Jesus. You live better in the earth. He said, if you're willing and obedient, he told the children of Israel, you eat the good of the land. You ought to be after God's best when you are here.'" But we got to tell you that it's out there. James chapter 4, verse 5. Let's look at that. It says, do you think the scripture saith in vain? No, there's no scripture that's in vain. God is not trying to fill up pages with the 66 books of the Bible. Everything has vital importance. Every word of God has vital importance. And he said, you ought to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And listen to what he's saying. During this ministry, this age of the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, his ministry, his ministry is to desire us. Look what it says right here. He says here, the scriptures, this is what the scriptures say. The spirit that dwelleth in us, notice he's in us. I love stuff to envy, which means he knows we, he, we belong to him. And if we're giving ourselves to something else, he got a problem with it. He's got a problem with it. And, and, it can, and it can get to the place where we grieve and quench him so we don't see his works. So when I go to work, I'm natural like everybody else you want to get promoted, you want to go to the next level, you want to to go to the highest level, then you can't be on the same level with everybody. Uh And the Holy Spirit has come so what you do is not on the same level with everybody else. He doesn't want what you do on the same level with everybody. He wants you to have some distinction about you in your occupation and whatever you do. And so I got to give him access to my life. I have to give him access to my life. Now, the Bible said he's after me. Now, I need to get up and act like he's after me every day. What is he after me for? Show me something. He's after to reveal me to you. He's after to reveal you to you. You don't know the real you. The Bible says in Psalms 40, that was one of our readings uh, this week in Psalms 40. He said the thoughts that God's got about just every one of us individually, it can't even be counted. His thoughts about us are uncountable. Yes. That, you, that you are an infinite being now, that you are in Christ Jesus. You're gonna exist, you're gonna exist forever, you're gonna exist for ages to come. And God's got, he's got plans for us, with infinite plans for us for infinite ages for us. We're gonna be in the glory forever. You might as well start now and live in the, living on the highest level. Amen, praise God. You living on the highest level gonna get somebody saved around you. You living on the highest level gonna get somebody delivered around you. You living on the highest level because when Jesus lived that way, he affected the whole nation of Israel. The whole nation knew who he was because of the way he lived. God wants your life with renown, distinction. He wants your life with glory. He wants it filled with power. But the only way to, to manifest that and realize it, you got to have a relationship with the Holy Ghost because he was not known in all of Israel until he got the Holy Ghost on him and he still was the son of God. But it's when the Spirit of God came on him, then the Bible said his fame spread abroad. God is waiting for a church that would allow him to manifest his glory and his fame so that there will be an end-time gathering so people would draw to Jesus Christ and be saved and delivered and filled with the Holy Ghost so we can have this last end-time harvest so we can get out of here. This is the last age church. Praise God. Peter even Paul said it 2,000 years ago, you living in the last days. He's already said, you are living in the last days. These, These are it. Praise God. This is it. Like Bugs Bunny said, on with the show. This is it. He said this. He said, now the spirit that liveth in me wants me. That's different if something is living outside of you wants you. But when something is in you, wanting you. Now the devil ain't in you. He's working from the outside. When you're born again, he works from the outside. When you got saved, God claimed your spirit, and the Holy Spirit put a seal on you, a covenant mark, letting every angel in heaven and in earth know that you belong to God. You are his son or you are his daughter. You are his heir. You are the joint heir with Jesus Christ. You are something special in this earth. And the Pauline revelations are designed to renew my mind to who I am in Christ Jesus to cause the next step I take to be a step of distinction. Amen. But you can't function like this if your mind is not renewed like this. If you get up and you don't know the Holy Spirit is after you, you don't know he's got something to reveal you. He is on assignment to reveal my distinction and my royalty and who I am in Christ Jesus and give me a revelation of it. And I, my job is to believe it and step out and do it. And then the power shows up and then it begins to manifest in my life. I told this man yesterday, I said, I, I didn't know nothing about God's churches I just know my wife got delivered, and I know churches couldn't help her. I know doctors couldn't help her, but I know somebody just laid hands on her and deliverance came, and she has lived with distinction from that point on, and now she's laying hands on other people and operating in the gifts of the Spirit. This is a spiritual church. She said, I had a word Sunday for people that had anxieties. And ministering deliverance to people, amen. Well, the word of knowledge and the gifts of the spirit ought to work in a church. Now, why would I want to go to one that doesn't have it? I'm not in conflict with anybody. I'm just going to the highest level that God has. It doesn't matter to me. It's better to, if it's a betterment, let's take it. (laughs) If it's me, if it means we're going to go to another level, let's take it. I took every promotion when it was offered to me. I took every promotion on the job. I took it and said, and, and most of them I went after. And because of the distinction, I got them. I don't want to be like everybody else. I want distinction. We talk about, and that comes through the Holy Spirit in your life. He says, verse six, but he giveth more grace. More grace means ability. God is trying to give you more ability than you currently function with. Amen. I don't care. Whatever you're doing, he wants you to have more ability in what you're doing right now. I'm giving you more grace for everything you're touching with your life. Everything I called you to touch in this life, I'm giving you more grace with it. I'm giving you more distinction. I want you to have distinction with it. Amen. Church on the Rock, you're going to have some distinction. God pulled us off the back row, put us out there on the front row street. I didn't put you out there to be another church on the corner. That's the last thing I want. That's the last thing. I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to be somebody else on the corner. I Praise God forever. <laughs> they taught me in Bible school that Acts was the blueprint for the local church. And the first thing he gave us in that blueprint, you shall receive power. It should be a church that's noted for power. They're healing on that hill. They're delivering on that hill. They're blessing on that hill. They're prospering on that hill. Your life will never be the same again if you can get in up there on that hill. <laughs> Praise God. If you can get, if you can find a seat up there come on now because he had already told you, he had already told you your destiny from a small seed shall grow a mighty tree and where there has been a little there shall be a lot and the Holy Ghost had to reveal that through a prophetic word and praise God now he's planning on bringing it to pass but it's got to be somebody up there that believes in that word and believes that there's a great anointing up there that the Holy Ghost is doing great things up there so I have to make my life available yes. it matters how you live when you come in here yes, it, does. it matters how you live when you come in here he that joined himself to an harlot has become one with it and if you live that way and you walk in a church service you brought that up in there but the day is coming that folk gonna start dropping yes it will the book of acts means that people can drop the blueprint for the church means that some people can drop at the church. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it did. You need to reach your bound. folks dropped. You can't play in a real church. That's right. That's right. No, you can't. No, you can't play in a church when the Holy Ghost is really up in there. That's why this, that's why this play with it stuff is out there. And people want to act like somebody's in con- I'm not in conflict with it. I just don't want it. Because I've needed healing in, in my life. I have needed to believe God. I had to see the power of God manifest. Amen. Praise God. So I'm not trying to live a powerless life. I'm not trying to live without the Holy Ghost. That won't work. You're going to lose everything while you're sitting up there with a cross around your neck. You're going to lose your mind. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose your kids. You're going to lose everything because the devil is a stealer and a killer and a destroyer. And you're going to have to have some power to cast him out. Pastor Cynthia, I want to, she said, I didn't even know what she was talking about. I'm 24 years old. She said, we got to go to a church with his power. We was desiring it, wasn't we? She was. I said, okay. I don't know what that even looked like. Yeah. <laughs> the churches I was in didn't have no power. <laughs> I ain't never seen one with it. So how do you know what you're looking for? When you never seen it. Now she had to go through a deliverance. The yeah. sister came and took her and said, my sister is going through all this depression and nobody can help her. I came and picked her up and took her somewhere. It's like 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 the men did with Jesus, and and, and the, the man that was paralyzed and his friends took him and lowered him through the roof. Yeah. You got to. It's obvious you just can't go anywhere and get delivered. Right. 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 No, you cannot. Right. No, no, no. no they're, gonna you, <laughs> they're gonna give you some pills or something like that yeah. where well, your brain won't move. Mm-hmm. Somebody laid hands on her, and that was her first experience with God's power. And see, when you get, when a person, person gets affected, like you can't change him. So as she is later, she says, no, Keith, I want to go to a church where the power is. I don't even know what I'm looking for. I don't know what I'm looking for. And see, without somebody to help you in this life, you don't know what you're looking for. You know you're supposed to be bringing the lost up up in here talking about let's get married. That ain't even good thinking. And I'm telling people don't do that no more in this church. Especially the women. Don't do it no more. And people have done it. And some are not even here today because they did it. I'm not changing the word to make you feel comfortable fornicating. It said it shouldn't happen one time. That's what it says. Not once. That's why ain't no power out there. Right. The Bible said in the last days is going to be like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. What's that? Mm-hmm. Sexual immorality on the rampage. Mm-hmm. And then we see you changed right in front of our face. And then I get up and preach and you get mad and jump up and run out and leave. See ya. Because yeah. you was bringing that spirit into our feast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because you wouldn't change and then when I got on it That's what got you. Because you ain't supposed to be here. Don't make me read 1 Corinthians chapter 5. You should already have read that in your daily Bible reading. It says that if you call yourself a Christian, you've been better off saying you was a heathen. Then we could have let you in here. Do y'all read y'all Bibles or this? Because I'm talking about the Holy Spirit today. He ain't going to work with a fornicating church. That's why I'm always preaching on it. See, they had to go to the church at Rome, said, don't fornicate. They had to go to the church at Galatians, say, don't fornicate. Corinthians, you better not do it. And then they had to go over to Ephesians, don't fornicate. Philippians, don't fornicate. Colossians, don't fornicate. Thessalonians, do not fornicate. Book of Timothy, do not fornicate. The book of Acts, do not fornicate. Thessalonians, do not fornicate. Philemon, do not fornicate. Get to the book of Revelations, it's Jesus showing up. I told y'all. I told y'all, and some of y'all, I'm gonna put your name out of the book. He wrote the Corinthian church and he said, if they're living like that and they say they're broke, do not assemble with them. Don't even go out to lunch with them. And that's why people start acting crazy around here when they start living a life like this. Because there's a spirit of God in here that ain't gonna let you stay up in here because when we get ready to lay hands on people, we want them healed. Yeah. We want the gifts of the Spirit to operate. Yeah. And for some reason in this church, I've had to deal with it strongly. Yeah. People act like you don't have the spirit of discernment and know what's going on. We do. We're going to keep the ministry of the Holy Spirit. When I'm getting mad, I'm leaving. See you. You weren't supposed to be here anyway. That's what it says. And if somebody ever approaches you with sex before marriage, that's the end. That should be the end of that relationship with that person because they're going to take you out of the blessing. Don't you think you're going to run down here to somebody else and letting you preach like that and you're going to live blessed? You're going to hit low D bar forget about all the blessings none of your prayers are going to work uh-huh. until you repent I uh-huh. told me well, the other church down there preach is going to have a great week but you tell people to live right <laughs> and then two boyfriends show up and almost have a shooting in the house and now she's hysterical I didn't even, I didn't even know about it now you tell okay still won't live right just determined and some people are just not ready for this. Uh-huh. Right. They're not ready for all the way. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going all the way. Amen. Brother Scott gave me a CD, and he said, Pastor Rogan, you need to listen to this. I think this is where we're going. I got in there and charged my truck. It was years ago, and I ain't even listened to it. It was smoking. Right. I said, I ain't changed a bit. It's smoking. This is hot. Whoosh. And whoosh, why I want the power. Amen. Let's do this. <laughs> right, let's go there. Genesis. This is Genesis, and uh should be able to go right there. Genesis. Yeah, there it is. Genesis 49, this is Jacob going to bless all of his children. (laughs) My church, they didn't say nothing like, they didn't say nothing about this. Didn't say nothing. So even if, and the Bible said, uh, the Bible said if, if I don't tell you when you're wrong, then your blood is on my hands. There's some preachers going to have some horrendous judgments. The Bible already tells you, don't be many masters. You will receive a greater judgment. Because I signed you. He said, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Don't feed them what they want to. You can't feed children what they want to eat. They'll eat ice cream. How do you know? Because when my grandkids come to my house... <laughs> They won't eat ice cream and popsicles and stuff like that. You serve some broccoli in front of them. They act like, uh, is that edible? They're just kids. They just go to whatever tinkles them. But you need to go for what's good for you. The Bible said eat a little sugar. That's talking to the adults. Just a little. Don't just, you know. Hallelujah. I'm preaching real good now. You ought to be in Genesis 49. I just went there. And Jacob called his sons. Who did he call? Oh, praise God. This is a family affair, then. And said, gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, hearken unto Israel your father. Reuben, the firstborn. Thou art my firstborn, my might. And the beginning of my strength and the excellency of my dignity and the excellency of power. Unstable as water. You got to understand why he was unstable. I'm going to go ahead and say it here. Sexual immorality makes an unstable Christian. Mm-hmm. Today you're blessed, tomorrow you're not. Mm-hmm. Unstable. You don't know how to possess your vessel. You don't know how to keep you. The way you doing up preaching to other people when you can't keep you mm-hmm. straight. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why Samson couldn't finish. He was anointed, but he couldn't keep himself straight. We have the Holy Ghost to help us yeah. to mortify the deeds of the flesh. Yeah. But if I don't say it, some people will <laughs> assume it's okay. It's not. And people think it's okay. She was talking, Pastor Cynthia was talking to some and, and some young ladies and hearing some young ladies over talking. And they think fornication in the world is okay. They think it's okay now. And then some quote unquote pastor spoke up. It's okay if you're with the one person. I'm still. (laughs) So the Bible said there's a way that seems right unto man. No, it's just this one now. When this one ends, it's going to be somebody else. And then when that one ends, because God's not going to help you build that relationship. She's not going to help you. So it's going to fail. And then you're going to have to fill that void. So now you've got to grab somebody else. So it's not just one. It's Larry, Curly, and Moe. Tom, Dick, and Harry. Next thing you know, you got the March of Dimes in your life. And now you're wasting your life. Decades have gone by. Because you don't start this game way back here. Amen, you don't know, start this way back here and that decades have gone. I'm trying to talk about the Holy Ghost tonight. And, and, and the church like you can have that people want to act like you can be anointed living and it. you can't. I'm on assignment. Yeah. He told me these men have failed me. They failed me in this city. They wouldn't raise up a church that would honor me. They honored themselves big assemblies telling people they're going to live a good life while they're dishonoring God. He so said, they failed me. Nothing has come of it. Largest churches around, nothing has come of it. COVID shut the whole thing down. Why? Because they don't power. I'm not against, I'm nothing. I'm just the son of God doing my job. And everything I'm preaching is in here. Amen. Amen. I may just go to every one of them. Just go to every book. How about I just do that? (laughs) Just go from Genesis and go all the way through and just deal with it. Because people won't touch things how you really live it. This church was so disrespectful for 15 years. You need to understand something about me. I will never go back to that. I found out that non-tithers and fornicators produce the most disrespectful, dishonorable local church that you can possibly have. It is an inferior church that will accomplish nothing for God. And I want nothing to do with it because people can change if they want to. Let me say it again. They can change if they want to. This is for people who want to. Amen. I said that Sunday, the gospel is for the meek. Jesus said, I'm anointed to preach to meek people, not the refractory, not the obstinate, not the stiff and stubborn. I have no anointing for those people so they can get up and leave and walk and go, hit go follow the way of the transgressors heart. It may take you 20 years to figure out, I was telling you right, but at least you found out. If it took you 20, then go take 20. I was thinking about this, I remember I got this little girl expelled, I didn't get her expelled, she got herself expelled. I just prosecuted. Because I had to. You put me in that corner, now I got to do it. She come back the next day of school and apologized. Mr. Rogan, I am so sorry. I done wrote it up now. I turned it into the principal. I ran down to the office. I said, Can I stop that action? She said, No, you can't. The principal said, That's done. She said, What she, what she did, I cannot take this. I cannot hand this back to you. This has got to go to the board, and she's gone. She's going to be in alternative school. And I came back to my office. I said, Honey, I'm sorry. Your days here, numbered. And she went to the alternative school. Then another kid was having trouble two years later and asked me to come to her high school. It was one of my old students. I said, I'll come help you. She's almost failing every grade. I had to call all her teachers together and sit down. I said, can y'all help her? Strange thing happened. On the way to the meeting, on the way to that meeting, the girl that, I, that got expelled stepped out in the hallway. I said, boy, I bet you're mad at me. She's at a high school now. She stepped out in the hallway. She said, Mr. Rogan, how are you doing? She said, I want to tell you something. That was the best thing you could do for me. It stopped me in my tracks and I changed yeah. and thank you, I'm a different person. See, some people thank you hard because you tell them the truth and you do the right thing. What kind of church is that? They think they this and that. No, I just think I'm a son of God and I'm opening my Bible and I'm trying to do my job well because I want to see people live with victory. I want to see them live with victory. I've already had a church of failure. I've already had people that lived all kinds of lewd lifestyles and get up and try to preach them. Ble- it don't happen. God would not let me fail because of the way I serve my man of God, because of my honor. There for 12 years, not one ounce of trouble that man ever have out of me in his church. This is his ministry. It's his assignment. I don't come in there trying try to dictate it like I know something. No, you are there to serve and to help him carry out that. And all the ones that thought they was other than that, failure. He didn't pick you, he picked him. And my anointing is on him and the spirit of God is going to lead him, not somebody sitting in a seat. And I watch grown men fail over and over again and some of them not even on the planet now. You got this thing is tight and you have to do it right. Broad is the way that lead to destruction. Narrow is the way that lead to life. And few there be, few there be that find it. I just hope y'all the few, the the proud, the brave. I just hope y'all are God's Marines. If If we say take that hill up there and build a place up there where God can manifest, then you take that hill. If he tells us to take some out here, we take it. Why? Because you can't fail. You got the Holy Ghost. Amen. You can't fail. Amen. Let me read this. Reuben, you my firstborn, you my strength, unstable as water. Thou shalt not excel. Why? Because thou wentest up to thy father's bed and defiled it. He went up to my couch committed fornication with my concubines and you didn't think I knew about it you did not think I knew about it so my blessing for you you were supposed to be the top you're supposed to have a double anointed you were supposed to go to the highest of all my sons but you're not your sexual sins are going to cause you to become unstable and whatever you do, you will not excel. That's why I preach the way I do, because I want a church that is excelling. Amen. I want a church of God's excellency. I want a church of God's strength, of God's might. I want his strength in this church. And you cannot have it. The Holy Ghost won't function in the church like. And if I permit it, it'll shut the whole thing down. I don't care who gets mad, gets a run. Keep running and run as fast as you can. The sooner you hit the wall and understand I was trying to love you and help you, the better off you will be. I've been doing this too long. They fail in life while they praying in tongues. I don't want no more kookies. And some of them even told me, well, no, I ain't going to go into that. You wouldn't even believe what I have to deal with. I said, what's wrong with him? I've been doing this 23 years. And I want it right. And I know compromising. Is failure, and I want God's power. You ain't shouting hallelujah right now, but it's the truth. If I was preaching increase, you'd be on the ceilings right now. That's all right. You praise God. This ain't no shouting mess. The best message I heard, the best message I ever heard T.D. Jakes preach was reciprocity. He said, "My best singers are sitting in the pews, and if I don't, and if I'm traveling somewhere, some people, some members won't even come to church. You just take us." nobody moving in some of them tried to shout some of them tried to jump up and shout sit back down that ain't even a shouting statement <laughs> sit back down that ain't even a shouting statement look what he says right here he says Reuben you're not going to have any inheritance over here in uh, Ephesians chapter 5 Ephesians chapter five. I'm on it now. I'm on it. Say I'm on it. You may know somebody's living this way, and you you might well tell them the truth. You might well tell them the truth. Ain't do to need a covering for that kind of stuff. And over here, and um, I'm in. I want. I'm in Galatians. Galatians is a good place. Let's go to Galatians. Yeah. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost tonight. Because he the one that wrote this. He's the one that wrote it. Yes, he did. did. And um, let's take a look at Galatians chapter 5. And... um, and then we'll look at Ephesians chapter 5. And we got a lot of young people in this church too. A lot of youth. This is a good message. I want y'all to go all the way. And I ain't preaching to you somebody and live myself. I ain't forgot what it meant to be in your 20s and teens. And I know what it's like to make mistakes. But I know you can change. God never said nothing to me about pastoring and living disrespectfully never said a word to me and I don't want people coming here talking about I'm called and some you know your stuff is all jacked up privately. I don't want to hear nothing about your ministry. I want to hear about your change. Amen. Amen. That's a good word. Because I'm helping people grow up so you can finish. Yeah. You know how many preachers in the graveyard now? There's some in the graveyard. They didn't finish. their ministry; They were Samson's. They're dead. In the casket. In your time. I'm talking about in your time, because they kept playing around like it didn't have nobody teaching them right, no covering, strong anointing but no covering, nobody. Te- They're in the casket graveyard, dead in your time. Ministry failure. Somebody, if they had if been listening, somebody could have helped them. And when people act like they can't, can't nobody tell them nothing, had them come in here, act like they real anointed, wouldn't let me be a spiritual father to them, got up and run out. Now I got children. Illegitimate kids. Ministry failure. That's all it is. Well, welcome to the ministry of the Holy Ghost. I'm on it. (laughs) This is what it says right here. Verse verse 17. Galatians 5. And we can read 16. But this I say, walk in the spirit. Let your spirit be in ascendancy not your flesh. Praying in tongues is one of the ways to keep your spirit in ascendancy. It's one of the ways. Stand filled with the word of God because I want you to excel. Now Reuben didn't get an inheritance and the same truth plays the same in the New Testament. Sexual sins cause, will cause you to lose your inheritance. It will cause you to stumble. You cannot do it. And it evidently, it's a problem because it's in the Bible. And so it was a problem in every church because these are Gentile churches. Back in that day, Gentiles would live in all kinds of ways. And I really could go off right now because in uh, a lot of fraternities, I'm there. When I took, when I studied the book of Corinthians in Bible school. We found out a lot of the temple, they had temples of demonic worship that included sexual sins. Greek was a main place where they had temple priests and prostitutes, both male and female. That's in your Bible. When you study, the, that's why the Corinthian church was the hardest to change. And that's why you get a lot of your Greek fraternities and sororities from. All of them are backed by demonic worship. Every last one of them. When You go in churches and pastors and change the whole color of the church. You don't know why your church is red and white. You don't even know why your church is purple and gold. You don't know. And then they're all in the papers and all kinds of things like that because they got their spirit when they was in college. You gotta get some deliverance now. Mm -hmm. That don't just stop. You're gonna have to have hands laid on you and that's gonna have to get off you. I know what I'm talking about. When you gotta take an oath, crossing over, that's a problem. You gotta get delivered. You did that when you was 18, 19 years old, trying to get some fellowship, trying to be somewhere. It's trouble, just telling you. And every pastor that I've seen associated with is something wrong with every last one of them. At the height of their ministry. Moving right along. Don't need a lot of eight man's. I just know God's gonna use church on the rock because I'm gonna teach the word. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh lusteth against the spirit. So there's a fight going on in people. And you're responsible for winning that fight. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another. You cannot do the things that you would, which means you cannot live at the highest level. If you are led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are, are manifested, which are these, adultery. You marry, you just you stay with the one you married to. You don't go shopping again. You don't go down to the mall no more. That's it. Amen. Praise God. You had the right to pick whoever you want. Now, once you pick, that's it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, pick well. Amen. Praise God. Don't pick somebody. The Bible says, don't be unequally yoked when a gather an unbeliever. Don't bring somebody in here. That don't want God and you do. You always hear you studying the word. you going to get somebody that's going to drag you backwards. And I got to sit here and watch your backslide. And I say something. He, he's in my business. Or whatever. <laughs> when you come up in here you in ours. Because you brought a spirit in here. Yeah. Fornication <laughs> that is. Uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies—you can go look them all up. Envy, murders, drunkenness—that include getting high. Revelings and such like, which I've tell you before, and I've told you in times past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom, and that will cut the Holy Spirit's ministry off from your life. Now. You have a powerless church. Now when you're going to go lay hands on somebody, it don't work. Now we prayed this, it didn't come to pass. The same way Reuben didn't excel, he says you're not going to excel. We have to understand that every one of these manifestations are of darkness. And that means the person is, and life is spiritual more than anything else. And it means that that person is allowing demonic forces to work in their life more than they're allowing the Holy Spirit to work. And sometimes they know scripture. The Bible said the devil knows the scriptures too. Now I don't get fooled by people that act like they know the scriptures. Now, I try to cope with them somewhere I'm trying to help them out and things they turn them around, and try to try to help. But at some point, you know, it's enough is enough. Why? Because we got to do our assignments. Amen, say amen, praise God. That's the word, that's your Bible, isn't it? I didn't write, make it up. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance, such against there is no law. Amen. And it says, if we live in the Spirit, verse 25, well, let me read 24. They that are Christ have crucified. They that live by the anointing. When he said they are Christ, that means they are live by the anointing. They let the anointing help them put those things out of their life. When We preach a word like this and they say, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm, I'm changing. And they, are, they allow the Spirit of God to help them put that out of their life. You could be envious of other people. Just because somebody got something you don't have, you could be mad at them over that. Pastor Cynthia got her car. Somebody came back and said, what is she doing with that car that got back to us? How is that any of your business The what I drive? Why does that happen to be your business? Why did you say that? And they left the church. They say they left for some other reason. I said, no. I said, they left about the time you got that car. I've had people leave because I gave her something. They, it was okay for me to have it, but I gave it to her. They get Let's just keep it moving. Let's go. Let's keep, on. Let's keep it moving because we can't have that here. I can't pastor with that in the room. I'm talking about envious. I can't pastor that person. I cannot. No, you're going to let that affect you. Let's go. Let's keep it moving. The anointing is on my life. The church don't start without me. I'm giving you an assignment. It just starts with me and Jesus The Holy Ghost and Father. We're giving you this assignment for the local church. I don't know none of y'all. The next person I'm going to tell is her. She's my help me. She's going to help me do it. My children don't even know it. And you start off, it's just you. It's just you. But the anointing is on you. Now, when other people come to help you with the assignment, the anointing comes on them. The moment they decide I'm done, the anointing lifts. It stays with you because it belongs to the house. It starts from the head and runs down. Then when you get out from under the head, then the anointing leaves you. You're on your own now. That's how people sometimes it can cost them their life. You may not get back. I'm preaching real good right now. I'm talking about the anointing. You may not get back. You may not. I've I've been doing this too long. And it says right here, if you walk in the Spirit, let, so let us walk in the Spirit. He says, they that are Christ, excuse me, verse 24, have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. That's stuff all of us got to kill. This stuff all of us got to kill. Nobody comes in here unscathed from the world. Everybody got to kill something. Praise God. That's the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Everybody got to kill some. Envyings, reveling. If some of you, don't act like I'm just, I ain't got nothing to kill. You a lie and the truth ain't in you. You got something you got to kill up in here because the devil has affected everything on this planet. He's got some you got to kill. Some you, maybe arrogant, pride, anything. You got to kill it. You're going to have to crucify it. You're going to have to mortify the deeds of the flesh so that you don't disqualify yourself for your inheritance. I don't want to be disqualified, and I'm not going to have a whole disqualified church. Somebody will live with this and live right. And a lot of times, at one point in time, I was not doing a number of marriages. That's all I was doing, just marrying people. Because they came, and nobody had taught them directly from the front. So we, were, we had a season we were doing ma- with, with with, you know, pretty seen-seasoned people, 30, 40, 50 years old. They wanted to live for God. And they pretty much equally yoked, most of them. You know, praise God. That's what we did. We want to help people live victorious. And it says right here, they crucified the flesh with the luxury. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another to envy one another to end. Amen. Amen. Praise God forever. Look over here in Ephesians chapter 5. Boy, we give it to you real good tonight, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah we give it to you real good tonight. And um, praise God. Who's got, the, who's got the Bible here, Ephesians chapter 5? Who got the Bible? Let me see your, has you got the King James. Is that the King James? Let me see what you got. Because the children told this page out of my Bible yeah. and I can't uh... Yeah, yeah. Cynthia, I don't know what you got here, but uh, praise yeah. God. <laughs> Come on now. We got, to, we, got, we got to fight the good fight of faith here. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. is what it says? One of them says followers. This word followers. Therefore, followers of, of God as dear children. Well, that word means imitators. And it says, "And walk in love, as Christ also loved us, Amen, and gave Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice of acceptable to God, which is which is a sweet smelling aroma." So when we're walking in love and living sacrificial lifestyles, then it's aroma to God that He knows that church is on the map, and He's gonna bless it. He's gonna bless that church. Um, then you come to verse 3, but fornication and all unclean, all of it, or covetousness, let it not be once, not one time. I didn't write that, but you may not have read it today, and you may know somebody. I know you don't need this scripture. Everything I gave you tonight was not because you needed it. You know somebody that does need it. Let's just put it that way. It will be easy to receive. <laughs> You just know somebody that needs this. Thank you, Pastor. That was wonderful. <laughs> now I know how to talk to them. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but fornication and all uncleanness and covetous and other one, I not be named among you. As become a saint, neither filthy, uh, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking or jesting. Sometimes you can joke too much. <laughs> anyway. I was going to tell you a story, but anyway. Which, listen, when you're when you joking, is offensive to other people. That's when it ends. We had a preacher in our group. He just want to. He just want to. And we were sitting in. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's gone. But he was sitting in the back. Up. He was sitting in the back. We was all in the pastors. Fellowship area after this service, I think it was at Pastor Mark Owens Church. And this one of his ministers, his phone went off. And his phone went off, it's just an alarm for something to do something. He said, "Uh, Is that your notice? It's time for you to go to Hooters. And and he just fell out laughing. And he did this all the time. He kept on. And finally, he did something to me. And he put it on Facebook. I said, You picked the wrong one. And I called Dr. Jacobs up, brother Jim Wright saw it. He said, Pastor, that's just disrespectful. Now, his problem is he wants my place. He wants my place in the spiritual family. That's what he wants. And he wants Dr. Hattaball's face because the joke was toward us too. So you take the two senior people that's been with Dr. Jacobs the longest and you start jesting with him. And I don't watch you, you do it with everybody else. And I called Dr. Jacobs and he said, Keith, you can call him if you want to. I, I, I'll be hanging up and I'll be calling. <laughs> and I called him up. I said, you go too far. I said, I know what you want, but you're not going to get it. But you go too far. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just sitting in the hotel room. I didn't have nothing else to do, so I put this out. So you sitting in the hotel room. I said, you know, you can sell it if you want to. I'm sorry, I'm going to tell Dr. Jacobs, I'm sorry, I'm going to call Dr. Edible. Never called anybody, just left the group. Good, because you don't belong here. Some people just don't have, and when it's pastors, it's really bad. I'm just telling you. Jesting, which is not convenient, but rather giving thanks. For know this, that no poor monk or unclean person or covers nor idolate a person, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. And that's where the anointing is. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. And maybe we need to go here before we start talking about the gifts of the Spirit and living with power.